Meet Bob Olson. Bob's the author of Answers About the Afterlife and the host of Afterlife TV. A private investigator who began investigating life after death in 1999, Bob now records his interviews with experts, authors, and people who've had extraordinary experiences so he can share it all with you. Enjoy the show. Hi everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. You can find us at afterlifetv.com. Today's interview is going to be absolutely amazing to you because it is an aspect of mediumship, people who communicate with spirit, where we are actually getting tangible evidence of life after death. By tangible, I mean something that we can hold in our hand, we can show other people, and these are called spirit drawings. Our guest is Rita Berkowitz. She's a spirit artist. She's a medium who can draw portraits of the spirits she sees. Fascinating. Uh, I can't believe more people don't do this, but uh, to me, I, I met Rita when, after about a year into my investigation into life after death, probably, I think it was, in, uh, well, I know it was. I know it was Easter of 2001, and, uh, she just blew my mind. So let's welcome you, Rita. Thank you so much for joining us today and, and, and enlightening us about this really fascinating subject that I think skeptics are going to love. Thanks, thanks for coming. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You, uh, how long have you been doing this, this spirit drawing thing? I started doing spirit drawing in approximately 1985. Okay, so you're not new to this. <laughs> I'm not new at all. No, no. okay. The old time around here, yeah. All right. Well, that's great. I uh, I remember hearing about you in 2001. Mm -hmm. A medium had said, didn't know your name, had said, I know this. You know, I heard about this medium who can draw, draw the spirits that she sees, and then sure enough, right after that, our friend John Holland let me know that you were having this. Uh, this, what do you call it? I guess a service. This, this, this um, Easter service on. I think it was Easter Sunday. Uh huh. And I thought, oh, I would love to go to that. That would be such a cool experience because you know I was really I was just in the thrust of investigating this field. But I had plans with my mother and sister, and wouldn't you know, they got the flu. Right after that, they contact me, tell me, you know, we can't make it. We, you know, we're just too sick. And I said to Melissa, my wife. Let's go. Let's go down Yay. to Quincy, the yeah. Spiritualist Church, and Quincy. it all began. <laughs> and it all began. And I saw that day your portfolio of all right. these spirit drawings you had done. Now that was whatever ten years ago, at least almost yeah. twelve years ago. And uh, and you had a significant number of not just the drawings you had done, but photographs that people then later after the drawings were able to right. collect and show you so you could put them side by side and other people could see how accurate these drawings were. Tell us what a spirit artist actually does. Okay, what will happen if somebody comes to me and there's different people that call themselves spirit artists that actually do other things, mm -hmm. but what happens if somebody comes to me is I will talk to them and I will say, are you totally open? Is there somebody you're hoping for? And then from there, I'll go ahead and I'll start to get an image inside my mind of who this person is, what their personality is like, um, and what they look like. And then I start to sketch. And so it, it comes to me and 
it, it just comes and sometimes spirit I'll hear spirit say no their eyes crinkled a different way or no their mouth curled a different way and that's when they'll see me take my eraser and change something but it's like I get corrected many times as I'm doing this it still fascinates me Bob I've been doing this for 25 years it still fascinates me that as I'm doing this the energy of the person the personality of the person I feel like I'm being taken over and then the sketch appears on the paper and so you know and sometimes people want colors sometimes they want black and white and I'm fascinated even when we're doing color where they'll tell me no the eyes are not quite their green put a little more blue into it or no they're browner or no they're light brown no they're dark brown so all of this information will come through and when you say they you're talking about the people in spirit are correcting you the as people to in spirit yes yeah. I should clarify that yes the people in spirit are correcting me the people in spirit are letting me know that I'm doing it correct or not and and simultaneously and depending upon the communicator meaning the person in spirit simultaneously their personality comes through their sense of humor comes through mm. so I'll be sketching and, and I can feel certain things or if they were an artist mm. um, they'll be really detail orientated yeah. on the drawing and if they have no patience for pictures yeah. they'll rush me through the drawing so <laughs> it's a it's a fascinating process that you go through with this okay I've witnessed this a few times I've witnessed this quite a few times um, not just my own drawings but other people's as well but uh, very first uh, drawing that I had you were drawing my grandmother and I I remember you being corrected uh, and of course, you verbalize this as as just so everybody knows. Rita talks; she's telling you what's going on, what's what's being said. You're getting mm -hmm. you're getting a verbal reading at the same time that she's drawing. In in some cases, multitasking, right? yes. Yeah. And 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 she's also telling you, you know, all oh, the you know, she told me to correct the eye here, so you correct the eye. And I actually saw that when you were correcting things, uh, yeah, it became more accurate. So you know. It, this this blows people's minds of course you know it's pretty incredible it's pretty incredible and when I demonstrate in front of large groups it's done in a very different way now than it used to be years ago when I demonstrate in front of a group I work what's called indirect mediumship so I will get the image of the person that I'm communicating with I'll get the facts about the person the sketch is done I then turn to the audience and say who does this person belong to oh wow that's amazing So it's it you know again it happens in a different way than when you saw it at the very beginning when I used to have somebody okay who wants you know and come up, they come up. I now just work indirectly with that and the information that comes through to me is absolutely blows my mind well, you know, what's interesting about that is, you know, I, I can only imagine if I were a medium in, in your position, I would want some kind of feedback. But, you know, this is one of the things that skeptics, you know, they, they're always worried that the people are giving you too much information. So right. here you are on stage in front of a group and doing this drawing, I'm not even asking. Right. And I have nobody answering me until I turn around. The face yeah. is complete at that point. Yeah turn around I've given facts about the communicator as I'm sketching yeah because no one just wants to see my back right and so I'm talking as I'm sketching 
and then I turn around and say, okay, who recognizes this person? Who does this person belong to? Yeah. And then, you know, occasionally it might be two people that say they recognize the person, yep. but usually it's just down to one when there could be a couple of hundred people yeah. sitting there. One person will raise their hand and say, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. And what I love about that is that you know, one of the number one complaints I get about about mediums or even psychics, but in this case, mediums, is that they ask too many questions. So, I mean, here you're not asking any questions at all. You're just getting everything from spirit, from people in spirit. I like to call them people in spirit, from people right. in spirit, because uh, that's that's what they are. And 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 then you present it uh, to the people after it's done. I, I will also say it, something that you mentioned reminded me. I saw you do this in 2002. Uh, mm -hmm. A group, a large group of, of hundreds of people, and uh, in that particular case, you had the person on stage. That's when you were still having right, them on stage. Right. That's when I used stage. to call them up. Right. But what was really cool, and tell me if this ever happens, uh, if it happens frequently, you drew a portrait of a person in spirit and the the sitter the clients whatever you might want to yeah. call didn't re didn't know that that person had passed yet <laughs> I remember that yes actually I, I ended up doing a group for that that people um, that's rarer <laughs> yeah for that it's, it's a little shocking when somebody comes and um, you you know yeah letting them, that a loved one has passed and that actually happened with one of my students who told me a friend of mine had passed really and I was horrified I said I didn't know that she had passed <laughs> you know and then she went to confirm it and then came running into the next class and said Rita your friend is dead I'm so excited yeah what a way to find out luckily this woman uh, she wasn't upset I mean I think I, I think um, it, no, she it was either upset, a distant a distant friendship or something right. that came through. She wasn't upset, but later did confirm. I do re recall because I was curious, uh, confirming that she you know she found out. Yeah, that person really had passed. She in found spirit. out. He kept saying father, 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 but he was a priest, ah. and that's why he kept saying father, father, father. And she recognized the face totally. Yeah. But it wasn't her biological father, but he kept saying father, but he ended up being a priest. So, yeah, it was a very fascinating story. It really is. And it also, you know, a lot of people wonder if, you know, you're reading minds or that sort of a thing. Obviously, she didn't know the person had passed. She didn't know. So. And that, to me, is one of the most important things, Bob, that we know that we're not reading minds. And that's why, you know, I've always asked Spirit, the first few people that came through to me uh, when I was getting readings, were people from my mother's family who I never met mm. and I had to confirm and and I asked why you know because I had so many people I would have loved to have heard from yeah. and they yeah. said for me they needed to prove to me that this was not mind reading this was not a mentalist working that this was in fact communicating with spirits yeah that well that's right and you know how many people seem to love this tangible evidence part because the what I loved about it especially at the beginning was you know you have a reading and then you go and you tell other people about that reading unless it's recorded and you can let them listen to it it's never really right. quite the yeah, same yeah 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 but you can take this photo this portrait that you've drawn and you can just show it to people especially mm -hmm. if they know that person uh, that can be life-changing for those people to see that sort of a thing obviously it, you're strangers to these most of these clients you don't know them yes. you don't even you don't know their relatives so Right, exactly. And that's, you know, and that's why I have on my brochure, if I haven't proven it to anybody else, I've proven it to myself that life is continuous. Yeah. But there are times that, you know, we always have to remember that a drawing is a point in time. 
Mm. You know, so they may show themselves um, very, about a year ago I had a family here and they were okay, the drawing, blah, 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 blah. And then they went home and showed their daughter-in-law it was her husband and it exactly matched the picture she had on her cell phone. Oh. oh. So, you know, so they were saying, so I always say to people when you get the drawing because they're showing themselves as they liked the way they looked, you yeah. know, not necessarily your last memory, that in fact when somebody shows themselves for a portrait from spirit, they don't show themselves on their deathbed. Well, you know, that's interesting. Melissa brought that question up, that exact question up last night. I was talking to, talking about you, and she was saying, you know, you know, a lot of people don't see themselves the way other people see them. Oh, absolutely. So she absolutely. wondered how spirits show themselves to you. You know, I, I always describe it this way, Bob. How many times do we get up in the morning and we look in the mirror and say, when did I start to look like that? Because it doesn't match the picture in your head. Yes. So if you think about the fact that they have a picture in their head of what they look like, and when somebody and, and will say liked the way they looked when they were younger, they may yeah. show themselves when they were younger. Yeah. Or, I mean, I've had people that have passed at 85 that showed themselves in their 20s, and I've had people that passed at 85 that showed themselves at 85. Yes. And so it's all how they accept the way they look. And I know myself, there are times I look in the mirror and go, oh, my God, how did that happen? <laughs> so, you know, we, we have this tendency to do this because we have a picture of ourselves in our head. And again, that's how we know that we're not reading minds because the person, you know, who is coming for the reading yeah. has a mental picture of their deceased loved one in their mind and sometimes it matches exactly and sometimes they will show themselves at a different age. When I wrote Communicating with Spirits, mm. um, the co-author had me do a drawing of her father mm. and this is a fascinating story. She actually didn't tell me who to draw but I did the drawing of her father, mailed it out to uh, the state of Washington. She lives in Townsend, Washington and uh, she looked at it and she was a little disappointed because she knew her father as a thin man ah. and the drawing was a man who was a little bit more robust and she went through photographs and she looked at the photographs and then as she put them away a newspaper clipping came floating down onto her lap that matched the drawing exactly ah. and her husband who's a state policeman started to cry when he saw it because it was that overwhelming Yeah. yeah. Her father at 42 years old had a heart attack and so he watched his diet from that point on. He died when he was in his early 70s mm. but he remembered himself as the robust man yeah. at 42 years old yeah. and so that's how he showed himself. So again it's a fascinating story how this happens. Well it really is. I, I had you had done a couple drawings for me, and then for my birthday one year, Melissa uh, got a phone reading with you. Uh, right. She got that for my birthday, where I could you could draw a spirit guide, and we'll talk about that right. in a moment. But yeah. but what was what was neat about that in re relation to what you were just saying is that you finished the drawing. I knew verbally. I knew who you were talking about. It was my great great grandfather. Um, and so you mailed the drawing, your drawing to me. At the same time, mm -hmm. I didn't have a photograph of this guy because he was from the mid-1800s. Right. I called my mother. She scrounged one up from my aunt. 
uh, sent me a copy of, of a newspaper clipping or some, some, some sort of thing. Um, right, right. Which was like the only picture we had of him. Mm-hmm. And yes, it was, he was, you could tell he's a little younger in the newspaper clipping um, than in the drawing, but no, no, no I, identical. That it's the same person, yeah. No question about it. And, and that's the most fascinating one. I had, uh, Melissa had it framed for me. We have it in our home. I show that to everybody and because it's absolutely fascinating because I didn't really even know what he looked like <laughs> until <laughs> your drawing and my mother's photograph came into the mail at the same time. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, I it, love just, that. I, I, you know, Bob, I love it, too. I love it, too. When I see it, it still, again, gives me this absolute thrill. Yeah see wow that spirit communicated that clearly and you know and I always describe to my students that we are the extension cord between two worlds because there's nothing sexy about an extension cord I don't say wow I'm a medium aren't I fabulous I'm an extension cord and so the energy of this person is coming through me and that's what ends up being on the sketch Mm. and isn't that fabulous you know it again it proves that life is continuous without a doubt it does now just so people know, some of these, you know, I've had a few drawings myself and I've seen a lot of them. You have a lot of them on your website and, and, and there's a link below this video. People can go to your website. They can, can look at all the spirit artistry that's there. Uh, you have lots of pictures. Like, so you have the drawings that you did, the mm-hmm. pictures that you got after you did the drawing, just so everybody Correct. knows. It needs to be clear. You didn't get the Nobody picture. Nobody brought me a picture and said, this is my uncle. Could you draw him? <laughs> That's not what's happening. That needs to be clear. And later you brought those two together. You put them on your website and people can see. What people are going to recognize is that that not everything is identical. There are key key features, right? Eyes, nose, chin, Mm -hmm. mouth, hair, the shape of the head, the clothing, the jewelry sometimes. Sometimes the background, I think. Don't you sometimes get a background that is somehow... Sometimes I do get a background. Yeah. Eyeglasses, I noticed, very important. And these are the kinds of things that show up. What's interesting to me is, you know, some people who have a lot of skepticism and and will try to find fault with these types of things. What they're forgetting is that if you, even you, drew portraits of living people. Sitting directly in front of me. I've said that so many times. It's going to be the same thing. I was drawing a portrait of somebody sitting directly in front of me and they were posing, chances of it having more likeness than what the spirit drawings do is nil. That's you know, right. It just, you know, it just, you know, the the fact that they're coming through and how they're coming through because I don't have somebody sitting in front of me. Yeah. The fact that they're coming through in this way and having been a life drawing and a portrait art artist um, and instructed this and so on, I know how many times it takes to do a drawing of somebody until you get that exact likeness. Right. I actually think my record is better drawing from um, spirit than it is drawing from life. <laughs> so it's well, hey, you know, the thing is also people don't recognize, I mean, you're kind of, you're also under time constraints. Now, first of all, when you're on stage, you're under a lot of time constraint. But right. Even when you're giving a reading, I mean, it's not like these readings last for hours and you got all this time. Generally, no. what's is it half hour, hour, something the like readings that? Readings that I do are forty minutes or an hour. Yeah. And if I am doing a private sitting, then for if they want the drawing in color, that we do just do hour sittings. Yeah. Because it does take a little longer to do a color portrait. Yeah. Um, and 
if I'm doing a black and white drawing, I would say probably about 10 or 12 minutes are actually drawing time. The rest of the time I'm communicating um, and just giving facts and information and so on. Yeah. And if I'm doing the color drawing, then I would say probably a good 20 to 25 minutes are drawing time. And I'm talking about, when I'm doing the drawings, I'm talking about what I'm seeing and, and what they're showing me. And, and again, sometimes they'll do it in a funny way or sometimes they'll do it in a detailed way or sometimes they'll go down one side and up the other. And one of the funniest ones that I ever had, I was drawing a portrait of somebody and this man reportedly had quite a sense of humor. He started from the bottom of his chin and went up <laughs> versus from the eyes and going down. And the family was hysterical laughing because they said this was so his sense of humor. It was amazing. So, you know, it can happen in any way and it yeah. just, it's fascinating to me how it happens. How do you choose or who chooses which person you're going to draw? You, you know, someone sits in front of you or they're on the phone, you're doing a phone reading and okay you started drawing I mean I first of all let's just say it's harder if someone says I did this to you someone says you know draw my father right right draw my it, it's probably more powerful I'm asking you this is a question is it more okay. powerful when they just kind of let it let whoever shows up show up and then you get to draw that person because they're coming through very clearly very strong well sometimes you know normally if somebody is with me for a private sitting I will say, is there somebody you're hoping for, or are you totally opened? Yeah. And I would say, in in the case, probably about a good 65% want a specific person. Okay. Because if they are grieving, yeah. and we are helping them with their grief, which is very much what a medium does, and they, you know, they want their wife, or they want their child, and you draw Great Uncle Frank. Yeah. Well, it's very nice to have a picture of Great Uncle Frank, but that's not what they wanted. <laughs> and I'm not reading their mind, you know, to help them with just to prove continuity of life exists. They want to talk to that one particular person. Right. So I do give them the option. That's a lot of pressure uh, on you, though, isn't it? It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it is a lot of pressure. Sure. But uh, I mean, even with readings. Even with readings, it, it, it's it's a lot of pressure. If you were just doing a verbal reading, to do a drawing, a, right. a lot added pressure. Yeah, so in doing the drawing, here I am, you know, they want their wife. And so I'm doing a sketch. In a, and normally I will describe what I'm seeing. Yeah. First, yeah. okay, I'm seeing a woman, her hair is very straight, it's combed towards her face, it's a blonder color. Um, I'm feeling that her eyes were just absolutely amazing, blue-green, and I'm seeing them, they were very clear versus, you know, and, and eyes have so many different colors, uh, mm. and um, I'm feeling that, you know, I did one um, a couple of weeks ago at Circles of Wisdom where, where the woman said, she, you know, she just made me do the lip liner so strongly and the two daughters that were there were again hysterical laughing because their mother was the kind, always had the lip liner on the outside of the lips. So I love the makeup details that come in. Yeah. And they're very, very touchy about how far their hair has receded or not and women are about their makeup and whether they tweeze their eyebrows or not. So I'm fascinated by those little details and it's those little details it's funny I always say about uh, a reading you know a, a, a reading of spirit communication I always say it's the silliest little things that are the most profound and Absolutely. with these drawings same thing I mean that's the whole thing if you if you go in with an expe expectation that it's not going to be an exact you know photograph mm -hmm. of your loved one 
but you recognize your loved one in that drawing, like I said, in the right. eyes, in you know, in the nose, in the mouth, in the hair style, even the clothing. When you recognize those sorts of things, but it's these little details, like you say, the you know, the heavy lipstick or yeah, the, you know, the, the lip glider in hat. that And the woman, the woman always had a desire. Her hair, when she showed me the photograph afterwards, which was very interesting in this one, the woman always wanted full curly hair. Yeah. So she processed our hair to death. <laughs> and so when they showed me the photograph afterwards, the hair looked overly processed, but that's not how her mother saw her hair. And they said, you drew my mother exactly how she wanted to look. <laughs> which, which again, which, you know, that that's a beautiful thing in itself. Yeah. That when we go to spirit, our overprocessed hair or, um, you know, the few extra wrinkles that we have just fade away. And they're, <laughs> that's they're right. Perfect. As, just as we want it to be, and and that's that's what's so great about these drawings is because it, it doesn't it's not just a visual thing it brings through a personality you mm -hmm. you're able to bring through the personality by by making well, just all the things that you just talked about you know that right. really brings right. through their personality that means so much more why um, let me back up okay you, you talk about seeing. Yeah. Uh, them. Are you seeing them in your mind's eye? Are you see? Do you see them like you see me? How do you, how do no, you see? No, it, it happens a few different ways. Sometimes I'll look at the paper and the blank paper. Yeah. And I'll see them. I always see them in my mind's eye. Okay. Occasionally, and they've done this to me a few times, while I'm on stage, I just hear trust, mm. and they show me nothing, and I just let my hand go. So that's like automatic writing would be, but it's automatic drawing. Yeah. So they just let my hand go and, okay, there I am, I'm sketching away, I'm sketching away, and then the, the face will form. That only comes with with experience to be able to trust like that. You have, yeah, I mean, again, when you're learning this, the one thing that a medium has to do is trust what they're getting. Yeah. And so occasionally they like to say, okay, do that, you know, which is nice when you're on stage. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> that's right. You would have been a good police sketch artist I mean because that's kind of what you're doing really the spirits are telling you what yeah yeah I mean I've thought about that you know it's it's a very interesting thing when you're working with police sketch and I have done a few yeah. um, when you're doing that you are firstly you're drawing somebody who is alive but yeah. you're connecting to the visual from the person who was deceased yeah and so they are many times giving me what they remember from the situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so, it's it's a challenge. I've worked on a few cold cases that way. So it's a it's a challenge. I can imagine. I can imagine. And and I'm. Yeah, that's one of those things. And sometimes the the thing that I think about with the you know the mediums and the psychics who do criminal work is, I don't know. You know, I have different thoughts about life because of my investigations in this field. And sometimes I think. Sometimes some cases are just not meant to be solved. You know, I right. mean that that possibility exists because right. of what everybody's learning as a result of that. So, you know, I I, I don't and know. And I agree with you on that. Yeah. I agree with you on that. And that the only cases that I've agreed to work on for myself are cold cases. Really? Yeah. 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 Because the people are far enough away from it usually it's a police officer that can't let go of the case right so in my situation a lot of times it's been a retired police officer that has come to me and said look I've been working on this case for 25 years can you help me you know. help and help yes 
<laughs> why don't more mediums do this? Why don't I mean I mean I'm sure there's you know this we got on bestpsychicdirectory.com we uh, we got about 700 psychics and mediums mm-hmm. mostly mediums. I'm sure that a lot of them are artists. Why don't more people do this? Um, well, the art thing is a very interesting point, Bob, because you're really putting yourself out on a limb when you're doing a sketch. Yeah. As a medium. So, you know, I always say, I could say, I have your grandmother here and she made the best chocolate chip cookies. And then I have your grandmother here, she made the best chocolate chip cookies. And she had these incredible dimples with a mole right over her left uh, part of her face. And, you know, and that becomes a whole different thing yeah. and what the jaw looks like and what the hairdo looks like and and so that becomes a very different piece of information and I've spoken to some mediums about working on the police work and they say you know one in particular that I've spoken to said what if I'm wrong yeah and yeah. what if the you know what kind of karma am I creating if I'm wrong yeah and so again, that's why I prefer working on the cold cases where there's not, you know, not any confusion of a lot of emotion coming in. That's right. Um, and so maybe one of the reasons more people don't do it is just it's just too much pressure. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, just first of all, I mean, you can give a great reading. Like when you're giving verbal readings and then doing these drawings, you can give a great reading. And if they just if your drawing isn't exact enough for them, they'll just throw the right. whole thing out the window, I imagine. It can happen. And again, I've had where, you know, one time a family was here and I drew their daughter and the mother, you know, the reading was great. And then she said, well, I don't know that it looks like her. And I just happened to say, which I don't normally do, do you happen to have a picture with her because yeah. of her? And I looked at and I said, you don't think this looks like her? She says, <laughs> well, it does. But she had a twinkle in her eye that I was looking for that you didn't, you know. <laughs> well, I had brought uh, the drawing of my great-great-grandfather to the History Channel, and we were talking about a TV show, and I was yeah. showing it to them. I had, you know, everybody was looking at it. All these vice presidents, you know, of production were there. People were loving it. One skeptic, who he, he was the head guy, you know, he said, well, you know, he looks a lot like you. So she just drew, you know, something similar to you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what about the photograph? You know, wait, I see. come on. Come on, you know. You know what? If somebody wants to be a skeptic, Bob, they're going to be a skeptic. That's right. And, That's right. You know, and they're going to do everything they can <laughs> to prove you wrong. Yes. Just to prove you wrong. And so you just say, you know what? God bless them and let them go on their way. <laughs> That's right. And those are the closed-minded skeptics because I was an open-minded skeptic and and boy, uh, you know, I'm glad I was open-minded because I uh, opened myself up to a whole new world. Let me ask and you I this. I was skeptic also. Yeah, were you? Yes, I was. So the first time I heard these things, I was saying, uh, what's really going on here? And I investigated it, and that's how my process started. So that's fascinating. So the two of us, we start off as skeptics, look where we are mm-hmm. now, you know, just trying to spread the message here. Right, right. Why do, I understand why people want to have their loved ones drawn by you, their loved yes. ones in spirit. Why do the spirits want to show up and, and have these drawings done? Huh, that's an interesting question. A lot of times they're trying to make their loved ones happy. Um, it's fascinating when you get somebody, and you know, the loved one comes and the person didn't like to pose for pictures. <laughs> yes. You know, and you can feel that energy. It's like, okay, could you get this over with? Okay, you done yet? You know, um, but I think that for the, and I can only say this is a supposition, 
that for the loved ones in spirit, they want to feel their loved ones feel that connection. Yeah. Because the the ones in spirit are still connected to the loved ones, but it's the people that are left behind here that have the feelings, are they really with us? Right. You know, can they really still be with us? So it's like, aha, they finally know we're here, you know, and so it's that kind of reason that the people from spirit love to do this. Anybody, anybody in spirit ever sort of refused? You knew they were there, but... I had one very strange experience many, many years ago where there was a man who had certain prejudices and his prejudices included my ethnic group. <laughs> and he didn't really want to come through and he thought of himself as an Elvis wannabe. Yeah. And the drawing kept coming out as Elvis. <laughs> he didn't look like Elvis, but he was an Elvis wannabe. And you know, for me that would be enough proof, but the wife said it doesn't look like him and although he had the big pompadour and the, you know, and the whole Elvis thing and and Elvis kept coming into my mind and you know, everything about Elvis but he really, he was so adamant about not connecting to certain people. Yeah. And you would think that would be done when you get to spirit. Well, and I was shocked. I, I will tell you, I was absolutely shocked that this one, and that's really the only time that it's happened. Is it possible, it doesn't sound like it, but is it possible that he did that as another way to prove, you know, bringing through his was? personality? It could be, and you know the fact that he kept showing himself looking like Elvis. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's like, you know, he wanted to be Elvis. I mean, she actually showed me a photograph of him to show him in the Elvis outfit with the big pompadour. But you know, his face looked nothing like Elvis. He just wanted to be Elvis. Yeah. So it's very possible that that happened. But boy, it sure freaked me out. I will tell you. I'll bet it did. Um, what is your favorite part about doing this? You know, you run into things like that, that sort of bums you out, but what is your favorite no, part? I, I once in 25 years, I'll take it with a very large <laughs> salt, you know. Um, for me, my favorite part about doing this is to really see the healing that's happening. Yeah. To see, um, to see the overwhelming relief. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's, you know, clearly, I, you know, I'm remembering parents who've lost kids. Yeah. And to see, oh my God, now I know for sure he's here. Right. And so many times people will see them or experience them and they think it's their imagination, but they know that I don't know this person. Yeah, yeah. So because I don't know this person, they know that it couldn't have come from, you know, me. And, and you know, there was a, a very wonderful time where a young woman came in um, from spirit who dyed her hair a different color every other week yeah. you know yeah. you know the pink and the <laughs> rose color and the, you know so she was you know and she was riding her bike and you know and the family went home and they said wow she showed herself with these red tinges in her hair and the mother actually dug up a photograph with the red tinges oh. in her hair Oh. So, you know, it was this wonderful piece of saying, yes, I know that they're here. Yeah. Yes. And even when information comes through where sometimes people may not totally recognize the information, 
and then it comes to pass and then you get the email afterwards mm. you know of or the phone call afterwards yeah. one clear time a woman um, came with her husband I drew their daughter for them and the daughter kept showing me a hawk I have no idea what you're talking about three times the daughter showed me a hawk I have no idea what you're talking about and then three weeks later I get a phone call and she said they went to the cemetery to put down a cemetery pillow and as they were leaving the cemetery in the car a hawk flew in front of the windshield circled the car and flew next to the car as they drove out mm. you know so yeah. you know a thing like that happens they couldn't have had it in their mind beforehand they had no idea what I was talking about and then there it is yeah I love stories like that and you have I'm sure you have millions I of have, them. <laughs> I have a million of them yeah, yeah. But it's it's those types of things that you know that's that's what this work is all about is trying yeah. to help people recognize first of all this isn't the end right here this isn't the be all right. end all uh, that life does go on that our loved ones still exist they're still in spirit what a great way to sort of give evidence of that to me I'm all about the evidence uh, and and when you see something like that it's just it's unquestionable you just you can't whatever you can't you can't question it that's all right. it comes and, down and to so when that happens for you yeah you yeah. know when you ask the joy you know what makes me love doing this yeah and obviously if I've done it for 25 years I love doing it right it's things like that when they come back and say oh my god yes she is with me yeah. oh my god we know that what you brought to us is accurate yeah and so and and again all we can do is bring through the information yep your website is thespiritartist.com thespiritartist.com there's an article uh that i'll link to below this uh that i wrote about the first time that i met you uh yes. geez i wrote like i said 10 11 12 years ago when people go to your website though they are going to be able to look at uh, these drawings. What's that section called? Uh, I believe it's called the gallery. Or the, the gallery. The gallery, yeah. And, and people can look at spirit, uh, the spirit art artistry, but they can also look at spirit guides, drawings you've done of spirit guides. Yes. Just tell us a little Unless bit about... Unless happens to be your great-great-grandfather, but, you know, in most cases, it's not somebody that is... A, somebody that you could find a photograph of. Right. Um, a spirit guide is somebody that elects to be with us for our advancement as well as theirs. They are our inspiration. They are the ones that work with us, that help us, that help us to do the work that we are trying to do. I use the analogy of, have you ever gone to a cocktail party and absolute brilliance comes out of your mouth and you think, where did that come from? <laughs> yes. you know, we've experienced something like that. Well, that's when your guides are sort of showing off a little for you. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, we have guides that I, I was jokingly say, I have shopping guides that let me know what somebody wants for Christmas and where to get it at the best price. Yeah. So it's we have yeah. that, but it really is for the work that we are doing. So you, as a writer, would have writing guides. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, I have drawing guides, and the story of my drawing guide or painting guide was fascinating to me because I got the information, I went and dug it up, and the 
quote that was in a book that was written in the 1800s matched exactly to a critique of my paintings that was written in a newspaper after one of my shows and that was master of hands and faces too interested in telling the story not enough painterly quality <laughs> or both and so I thought you know okay if it was just the compliment but it was the compliment and the part they didn't like and the negative that matched exactly yeah. and I'm saying this is incredible yeah I just saw a uh Fairly recently, you know, uh, it was sort of a renewal of uh, Oprah interviewing J.K. Rowling. And she mm -hmm. was talking about, she didn't even have pen and, pen and paper. I think she was on a train, and the Harry first Harry Potter book just came flooding into her mind. Right. Uh, this is the way, and as she's describing mm -hmm. this, she's like, you know, she had to get, get, get a pen, get some paper, and start writing this stuff down. And that's the way it just kept coming to her. And all I could think is she's just channeling it. She's channeling these exactly. stories. And yeah. that's the way it works, and that's the same way it works when an artist paints or does, you know, in even doing the spirit art. Yeah. I yeah. know that it's coming through me. I don't feel like I am standing there just drawing. I know that it's coming through me. And again, when the details come in or the eyeglasses match or the print on the blouse matches, how could I know that? Yeah. You know, how could I know that? That's right. Especially when they're phone readings, you know? Right. So it's where I'm not seeing anybody. And so... If the information comes flooding through. I know my guides are working with me. I know they're helping me, and that's what they do with us. Well, I highly recommend anybody who has an opportunity to go see you work. Either get get a spirit drawing by you. You can do it by phone, which is what's so wonderful about it. Yes. You can do it by phone, and you'll mail it to them in this nice, safe, uh, tubular thing. Yes. <laughs> you wrap it up and send it to them in a tube. Um, and, and you also do these events, and if they check out your events calendar on your on your website, thespiritartist.com, they can uh, they can see what's up and coming. <laughs> Keep dropping my pen. They, they'll see what's up up and coming, and maybe actually go see you do some of these spirit drawings on stage. And a lot yes. of times, uh, I know when we did it, uh, we had an event with you. I had a camera on you, so everybody could watch you as you did the drawing on the big screen. Right. That's a great way right. to do it so people can see what's happening as it unfolds. But anyways, highly recommend it. Thank you so much for joining us and telling us all about this really amazing gift. It's sort of a gift within a gift, isn't it? It's like you It is because you have the gift of art. Yeah. And you have the gift of spirit communication and you're putting the two together and you know this is where when people say to me I've got fragmented parts of my life I said trust it'll come together and so I was an artist but I was also interested in spiritual you know phenomena and then it came together for me in this way well thank you so much I'm so glad that it did I'm so glad that I met you 12 years ago and, and, I'm, you. and I'm so glad that uh, that we're friends and I hope I hope I get to see you again and maybe you can come back and we can chat about some other things Okay, absolutely. It's been a joy. Thanks, Rita. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's all for another fantastic Afterlife TV episode. Bob couldn't be happier. If you enjoyed this episode as much as Bob, please leave a comment on AfterlifeTV.com, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. And don't forget to check out Bob's book, Answers About the Afterlife. Thanks for watching Afterlife TV.